Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. And just like that, we are halfway through the month of November. And just in time for all the good food you're about to put in there for the holiday season, today is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Rumor has it Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day was started by the Whirlpool Company back in the 1990s and make sure you use disinfectant when you clean it out. On the food calendar, you may have had this for breakfast today. It's hashtag National Raisin Bran Cereal Day. Kellogg, General Mills, Post, All Made Raisin Bran, a popular healthy option for cereal lovers over the last several decades. But what about Skinner's? Skinner's Raisin Bran, that is the company that actually created Raisin Bran back in the 1920s and sued both Kellogg and General Mills many years later for rebranding the cereal with their own logos. And the rest is cereal history. In the headlines, world history continuing to play out in the Middle East overnight. Israel saying it's weeding out Hamas terrorists in, quote, precise and targeted attacks inside the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza. Reporter John Huddy with the update on Wake Up America this morning. Senior correspondent John Huddy joining us live from the region with more on the IDF special operation underway in Gaza this morning. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. Breaking news. Uh, we just had in, it, rocket interceptions. We heard the Seva Dome, the code red, and we heard rockets coming in and literally the Iron Dome system went right over us. We have that video. We'll get it to you as soon as we can and intercepted the rockets. That's outgoing artillery fire, proving that once again, about an hour ago, also rockets were fired at the southern part of Ashkelon, where we've been staying, where there was a direct hit yesterday, proving that Hamas still has the capabilities to fire rockets at Israel, despite, according to Israel's defense minister, Yoav Galan, Hamas, quote, losing control of Gaza, specifically northern Gaza, and now, he says, Gaza City. This, as uh, as you mentioned, IDF forces are on the ground. They have entered the compound, the hospital con- compound of Al-Shifa Hospital. This is the largest hospital in Gaza and has long been considered by the uh, IDF basically a command and control center and a base of operations for Hamas. Now, we knew that last night we were getting information that the the IDF was conducting raids going into the compound. Well, today, a senior IDF official confirmed that IDF forces are on the ground in a specific and targeted location of of the hospital based on intelligence information. Now, and there was just an explosion in the distance behind me. I'm going to step out of the way. Now, he wouldn't give the exact intelligence information as to why they were targeting this part of the hospital, and he wouldn't say where. He said it was out of the area where uh, patients are being kept and also civilians. There's an estimated 650 patients that remain at Al-Shifa Hospital, along with an estimated 1,000 uh, Gaza residents who have sought refuge there amid the ongoing fighting. The IDF also releasing pictures 
pictures and video showing medical supplies being delivered by IDF ground forces through ta in tanks. We're talking about not only medical supplies, but also baby food, baby formula, uh, and other supplies for the people there. Uh, there's been a lot of international condemnation and contention about the IDF going into the hospital. Senior reporter John Huddy on the ground in Gaza. So he's talking about the IDF intelligence. There are claims that the alleged underground Hamas command post in the hospital was actually built by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces back in the early 80s, when Israel was still in control of Gaza. And that's why they are so sure that it is there and that Hamas is using it. And that's how they know how to navigate it. And this from Rob Schmidt last night. Today, the Washington Post revealed more of the true agenda of Hamas, more insight into how desperately Hamas wanted Israel to kill the people of Gaza. They wanted deeper attacks, wanting a full-scale war with Israel. Hamas wanted Gaza destroyed. They wanted an overwhelming response from Israel. Hamas wanted an overwhelming response from Israel. That means they wanted Gaza destroyed. That means they wanted to see a lot of their own people killed because it would inspire the world against Israel. And anyone screaming for a ceasefire right now are the perfect pawns for Hamas. And there's millions of them in this country. Not unlike our State Department, which today, in defiance of all possible logic, extended a sanctions waiver that allows the Iranian regime to access billions of dollars. Iran just funded the Hamas attacks and has funded dozens of attacks against our military installations in the Middle East since October 7th. And the humanitarian beta males and radical Iran lovers that make up the Biden State Department are responding with love. Allowing Iran to sell its electricity. Just think about that. Now, that is really a head-scratcher, isn't it? Rob Schmidt is host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern. Okay, so the other big headlines, obviously. President Biden meeting with the president of China for the first time in a year today. And on Capitol Hill, amazingly, it only took one day for the U.S. House to pass Speaker Mike Johnson's government funding plan to avoid a shutdown. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, it's a big accomplishment for Mike Johnson, but it just pushes all the potential of what could happen over the government shutdown till January. A 336 yes to 95 no vote. That bill will now go to the Senate. Tuesday was a pretty wild day in general on Capitol Hill. A couple of other things that happened I want to discuss in a few minutes as well. And believe me, you don't want to miss that. First, we go to the always informative and entertaining former Governor Mike Huckabee on President Biden's meeting with the Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Your reaction to, to now knowing what we know, Governor, and this, this meeting happening tomorrow, if, you know, obviously Americans, they're sick of not having transparency and they're feeling duped every which way. Well, we know one of two things. Either Joe Biden was lying in the debate when he pretended that there was nothing he knew about China, or he simply didn't know because he doesn't even know how to get off the stage when he finishes a speech. We're not sure which. But I do think that one of the reasons he's probably going to San Francisco to meet with the Chinese leader is so he can pick up his next check in person rather than have it mailed to them, where someone might <laughs> intercept it and make a copy of it. Uh, this guy is totally compromised by China. Uh, and it's not just his son who is. Uh, every member of his family pretty much has deposited money in their bank accounts that originated from China. 
This ought to scare the heck out of Americans. And it ought to be disgusting enough that even Democrats say, that's enough. Joe's got to go. Former Arkansas governor and one-time Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee on Newsline with host Bianca De La Garza. Now, you remember on yesterday's Daily, I featured a segment with Kimberly Guilfoyle criticizing San Francisco officials and California Governor Gavin Newsom for trying to clean up the city because the president of China and other world leaders were coming to town for the summit, but they haven't otherwise cleaned up for anything else. We go back to Bianca De La Garza, who also spoke about that. Well, the mayor's not the only one boasting about cleaning up San Francisco. That's right. California's Governor Gavin Newsom saying, quote, anytime you put on an event by definition, you know, you have people over to your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, he says. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all around the globe. What an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. The world's most extraordinary place, really. We'll get this just on Sunday night. A Czech television film crew in San Francisco for the summit robbed at gunpoint. That's right. Three masked men attacking this TV crew robbed them of all their equipment. It was worth about $18,000. And the crew also lost the entire day's worth of footage. Now, does that sound like the most extraordinary place in the world? I don't think so. It is really such a shame. San Francisco is just such a phenomenal city. I love it almost as much as I love my home city of New York City, which is nothing like it used to be either. Bianca De La Garza, host of Newsline at noon Eastern, who also happily lives where I now live in Florida, the great state of Florida. So the big Asia-Pacific summit is happening in San Fran, right? Biden and Xi having a little sideline meeting. There's a host of other world leaders there as well. But the left will go on and talk about how great Joe was in the meeting. He pushed Xi on fentanyl and whatever else. The right is going to say how weak and pathetic he was. And of course, what about Biden's relationship with China, right? That's the big question. He's meeting with Xi under this cloud of uh, allegations. This is Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, on Newsmax last night with Greg Kelly. Where are you right now on impeachment? Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, there's an inquiry or there was. And, uh, you know, let's face it, he's probably not going to get convicted in the, in the Senate. How do you feel about it? Should it be done? Well, we are in the, you know, part of our oversight duty is, is now we're in this stage of impeachment inquiry. And look, you have the Ways and Means Committee who had the whistleblowers come forward. Um, and the IRS whistleblowers, their story has stood up. We've deposed now seven different people as part of David Weiss's investigation. And the one takeaway from all those depositions is, is that the, the whistleblower story, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, nothing has been undermined by what these, what these other folks we've talked to have told us. And then, so we're looking at how David Weiss handled the investigation. And of course, Chairman Comer and the Oversight Committee are looking at the suspicious activity reports, the bank records, the selling of the brand, which was Joe Biden, the access to him, so we're going to continue to do our work. we got a number of, of, of interviews and depositions we have to do this month and next month. And then I think in early next year, January next year, we make a decision based on the facts and evidence. Do we actually have articles of impeachment that should be filed? And do we move forward with impeachment? But it'll be driven, unlike the Democrats four years ago, this will be driven by the facts and the evidence. And when you're driven by the facts and the evidence, it takes longer, correct? It does. But here's the central theme, Greg. And I, I think the Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's involvement with that sort of tells the whole story. This story is truly as old as time. You got a politician who takes certain actions that benefit his family financially. And then there's an effort 
to conceal it and sweep it under the rug, which is what I believe David Weiss and his investigation was. But when you look at Burisma, four key facts. Hunter Biden's put on the board of Burisma, fact number one. Fact number two, he's not qualified to be on the board. He told us himself in an ABC interview, he said he got the job because of his last name. Fact number three, the Burisma executives asked Hunter Biden, can you weigh in, can you help us? We're under a lot of pressure from the prosecutor in Ukraine, can you help us? Immediately after getting that request, Hunter Biden gets on the phone, calls his dad. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine and says, I will hold up American tax dollars, won't send them, even though that's been approved, I'm gonna hold that up until you fire the prosecutor and relieve this pressure that Burisma's under. That is, that is, I mean, frankly, that's exactly what they went after President Trump for. Turned out it wasn't true with President Trump, but it sure looks like it's accurate when you look at Joe Biden and how that benefited his family. And all that would suggest that tomorrow when he meets with President Xi, he's not gonna be able to do it fully and effectively for the American people because, you know, just like Ukraine, he's got a lot of entanglements over there in China. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports with Chairman Jim Jordan. And as for Donald Trump, some good news. The uh, judge in Michigan clearing the way for Trump to run for the White House, rejecting the insurrection lawsuit by a group of activists, basically because Trump hasn't been found guilty of anything. And a new poll in the battleground state of Arizona has the former president 37 points ahead of his party rival, Governor Ron DeSantis, as well as leading President Biden by five points in the 2024 race. According to the poll released yesterday by Noble Predictive Insights, Trump leads DeSantis for the GOP nomination in Arizona by 53% to 16%. Followed by Vivek Ramaswamy, 9%, Nikki Haley with 8%, everybody else is like not even showing up. And two Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee, Chairman Mike Turner of Ohio and Elise Stefanik of New York, issued criminal referral letters to the Justice Department recommending charges against Michael Cohen for his contradictory testimony in court last month. Cohen is, of course, the former attorney to former President Donald Trump, who they like to call the uh, the fixer, who testified under cross-examination last month that he lied under oath before the House Intelligence Committee in 2019 when he was asked about Trump's personal financial statements. The letter accuses Cohen of committing perjury and of knowingly making false statements before Congress. Well, Cohen has already been convicted of perjury during a congressional trial and is serving three years for tax fraud as well. But this is going to be a whole different issue, so we'll see what happens with that. Okay, so I mentioned this back at the beginning. Other than the massive rally for Israel on the Capitol Mall and the spending vote in the House, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullins challenged the Teamster boss to a fight during a heated hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. So Mullins, who owns a plumbing company, said the feud with uh, Sean O'Brien started months ago when he says the Teamsters tried to intimidate his employees into unionizing. And O'Brien called Mullen a greedy CEO, a clown, and a fraud on social media. And then he added, you know where to find me any place, anytime. Well, Mullen found him yesterday on Capitol Hill. We get more from the senator on Frontline with Carl Higby. Professional MMA fighter, Hall of Fame wrestler, turned United States Senator Mark Wayne Mullen joins me now. Sir, you know what? 
I'll be honest, like, there's a lot of people, and you got to be professional on the House floor and on the news media, but, like, kind of, you know, Mike Tyson said it best. Yeah. Social media has given us this anonymity, and people forgot what it's like to get punched in the face. That's right. You know, some people are real strong behind uh, behind a keypad, uh, but when they get called out, it's completely different. You know, I, people asked me, too, they said, is this becoming of a, you know, a senator? And I was like, man, I'm a guy from Oklahoma first. Uh, in Oklahoma, you don't run your mouth like that. And if you do run your mouth like that, you're expected to be called out on it. And what would happen if I didn't call them out on it? Uh, I, I'm not looking for a street fight. My Lord, the last time I got in a fight, I got paid for it. Uh, and so I, I'm not, I, I don't need it. I don't need to prove it. But I'm sure not going to let this guy uh, sit there because he's some teamster. Uh, and he's a teamster boss who in 2022 said he wanted to bring the mob mentality back to uh, uh, back to the teamsters. I'm going to let him run his mouth and do something like that. You have to be called out on it. If not, this guy continues to get away with this stuff. And it's just, you know, it's silly. It's stupid. But every now and then you need to get punched in the face. <laughs> that is the quote of the year, sir. Um, but let, seriously, are there any actual Senate rules that if two consenting adults want to duke it out. I mean, we had a United States congressman pull a tooth on the House floor once. There's no rules about that. Could you guys go bare knuckle if you wanted to? Just no well, we looked into that. the rules and, you know, you used to build a cane. You got to remember President Andrew Jackson uh, challenged nine guys to a duel and won nine times. And a White House <laughs> dinner one time, a guy was mouthing at the end of the table. Jackson jumped up, literally ran across the table and knocked the guy out. Um, and so at the end of the day, there is presence for it if that's what someone wants to do. Uh, in this case, uh, and I challenged him once, you and I had talked about it. He didn't answer. He continued to run his mouth after that, continued to send out tweets. Um, and, and so this was the first opportunity we've seen. And at the end of it, he's like, he tried to say, hey, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I'd rather just go have a cup of coffee. And I was like, fine. Let's go have a cup of coffee if that's what you want. Um, uh, but yeah. I don't think that's what he's meaning. I think he got called the carpet and he got really nervous because when he stood up, um, look on his face is a little bit different. I mean, is this crazy stuff or what? Dana White, if you're listening, I'm feeling a whole new pay-per-view opportunity here. Congressional fighting, you know, like the old celebrity boxing, maybe just congressional boxing. And I get to be one of the announcers. So Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen was an MMA fighter and is a Hall of Fame wrestler. So not too many people would be taking him on, but I would imagine there would be some others. And then there was this. Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? That's Congressman Tim Burchett, who says Kevin McCarthy randomly elbowed him. I did not run and hit the guy. I did not kidney punch him. Representative Burchett joined Wake Up America this morning. What happens now? What happens next time you see Kevin McCarthy? Nothing. I honestly, you might not believe this, but I pray for him. I prayed for him this morning, and and I'll continue to pray for him. I think it's just a sad commentary on him. You think and, it's and, back and, to and, Bakersfield for Kevin McCarthy in January 2025? He's all done. Nah, he'll be up here making seven figures with some lobbying firm. Obviously, I mean that's that's going to be the move. I think if you dig a little little, you'll you'll find that out pretty quick. Wow. And that, that's kind of the move up here. It's, it's, it's a revolving door. They get a year break, but they consult and make contacts and things like that. And that's that's uh, pretty evident what's going to happen. OK Street, right? That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, K Street. That's All right. right. Uh, Congressman, good to see you. Glad you're OK, Congressman. Oh, yeah. It ain't, it ain't no big deal. I'm a 
I, I, I got a 16-year-old daughter. She she's hit me harder probably. But <laughs> that's just you know it's such a high school story. It's so when I saw yeah. this a day ago, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You just don't expect this in the halls of Congress. Um, and, oh. and by the way, we should just mention for people at home, it, it's sour grapes because you were one of the eight rebels that that voted to to oust Kevin McCarthy uh, yeah. last month, and that that's what this all yeah comes from. Yeah, and it, that, uh, that, okay. that's obviously that's that's the reason why. And my wife has told me many times. She said he's like a a 12 year old with a huge checkbook and, yeah. and you know and it's yeah. not indicative indication of the republican party it's just him it's personal responsibility tennessee congressman tim burchett on wake up america this morning with rob finity and Sharla mcbride we'll have updates from israel throughout the day as always with our reporters on the ground and plenty of discussion i'm sure on biden's meeting with the chinese president and everything else that's making news so be sure to keep it on newsmax available on most major cable systems and make sure you sign up for the new Newsmax Plus, go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Sign up for your free trial right there. It includes all of your favorite Newsmax shows. Uh, Carl Higby, Eric Bowling, Rob Schmidt, Greta, Greg Kelly, and more with fantastic analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and others. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.